Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Boy, do we have a treat for you because uh, we are very excited to do some uh, bonus coverage here today of BB24 as uh, we welcome in one of the stars of Big Brother 23 and one of the stars of Challenge USA currently airing on CBS. Please welcome Aza Wosom. Aza, how are you? Hi, I'm good. What's up? Aza, we're very excited to talk with you here today. Of course, uh, joining us is uh, the great Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, look at this. Hello. Yes, we've got Aza. Yes. Aza, um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Coming fresh off a really awesome premiere party where we celebrated both Big Brother 24 and a Challenge USA in New York. The New York fans are amazing. The New York BB alumni is amazing. I almost did not want to leave the city and never sleep, but had to come back to D.C. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, So nice to have you here. Uh, We're here live on Wednesday afternoon. So if you're listening to the podcast, after the fact we haven't seen the Wednesday night episode uh, as of yet. Uh, We're also able to take your questions here live uh, in the chat. So uh, in a little bit, if you have questions that you want to ask Aza, we can go ahead and uh, bring those up on the screen and uh aza um you know so nice to get to talk to you, a uh current star of uh, the challenge what's it like being back on tv uh, it's very very surreal um i had um here in dc um i don't get recognized as often so i've kind of just come into my you know just my general every day and i was surprised over you know over these past couple of days just the recognition kept was very, very high. And I'm like, I'm wondering why. I'm like, oh yeah, Ozzy, you're on a show right now. You're on a show. So, you know, people, you know, can see a lot of people tune in for the premiere and then saw the episode afterward. And um, it's just been fun. It's been so fun. Um, I think the episode was really fun to watch. Thankfully, I was able to stay in the house, but it was a very up and down comical journey uh, the entire time involving lashes, involving passing out. Yes. Um, <laughs> involving working with the arch nemesis in my head, Kylan. You know, it was just a beautiful disaster that somehow ended up working out. 
And it, must, it must be such a different experience because, you know, uh, Big Brother, of course, we all know you go there and you 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 film Big Brother and then it's all over. And then maybe you come home and you watch it and maybe some people never put it on or, you, you know, you see yeah. sort of like highlights. Um, but this is like the opposite experience. This is more like the yep. experience of going on Survivor where you go, you film the whole thing and then you come back and then now you're home to uh, like watch it with everybody else. That's absolutely right. Uh, one of the biggest things I think especially for uh, probably Kylan, myself, Big D, and X, is there's no buffer for us. So there's no jury where you can kind of have that little median. Um, <clears throat> Kylan was in a hotel room alone for a whole week. Us, you know, me, I got evicted and immediately had to vote. And then literally the next day, you just get shot out into the world and recognized, I mean, everywhere. Uber, the, my first Uber ride I took in LA, the guy was like, how does it feel to almost win $750,000, you know? Um, yeah, that's triggering, right? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's um, to, to experience walking in the house as, you know, Aza who bites and, you know, had friends and walking out and people scrutinizing every single move you made and feeling like they are you when playing decisions or, or feeling, having very strong feelings towards you was a difficult adjustment. And um, I see the difference now in the challenge of, you can go home, you can decompress, you can chill, you can settle back into your life and kind of ease into what you know is coming, you know, because you've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, uh, it's for sure. It's a different experience. And like, uh, people, big brother players have trouble with that all the time where it's just like, it, cause it's also like you get out and then there's just like a whole, like there's so much episodes feeds discussion you know podcasts like all kinds of like it's way too much for any one person to consume and so it's just like you've just basically missed out on everything that was happening whereas when you're yeah. watching it live when you're watching it you know airing live uh you can be a little bit more on top of like what's actually being discussed and like you know what the what the episodes are like like how you're being yep. portrayed and all of it yeah that's so true i i did i did do things a little differently I would be, I, I have not met anyone else on the cast yet, at least on my cast that did what I did. I'm kind of weird. So I went back and watched the live feed. I went back and looked up tweets at 9.25 p.m. on <laughs> September 2nd and went to those live feeds and watched. Like I have a very, very like holistic understanding of the season because I like, even with me kind of struggling with adjustment afterward, I'm like, no, I want to see every single thing that I did. But I want to see what other things that people did too. I want to know what I need to take accountability for. I need to know what, you know, I might not have. I want to know, you know, what I might have misunderstood or things like that. I'm that curious person that has to know. So That's commitment. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I was using the live feeds until last week when they <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I feel like that I would want to be the same way in terms of like, OK, well, like uh, I want to see how this was like uh, perceived at this particular time and, and, and how it went. And I know there's some people that are like, OK, I never want to see it. I never want to uh, watch the episodes or anything like that. Do you feel like does Big Brother need to like uh, do anything different with the way they sort of just like release people back out into the world? It's sort of like, OK. It's it's the finale and now, you know, here's your phones and, you know, go off. Yeah. You know, I think they do their best, but even production and people and things. I don't know any production person that has played Big Brother, you yeah. know, so they don't know. You know, they, they I think they do their best. They told us, hey, guys, don't look at your phones. OK, <laughs> right. they, said this. they were like, go home. They, this is what they said. Immediately go home. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at what's on social media 
and just chill for 10 days. We promise you, you might not like what you see, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and even if you have people who are saying hatred against you, there are probably so many more people who do love you, you know, because they're casuals who really don't know different, you know, in-depth things that went on. And the first thing that I did that night was I went on my phone, you know? Yeah, right. of course. Everyone did. Yeah, you, 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 it's just come on. Like, you're going to do it, you know? Yeah. So I think they try. Um, I will say, I have to say, um, part of the reason, why, one, I don't believe on, I still have not done this. I've never used my platform to condemn anyone. I don't agree on that just because I don't agree judging people on things um, that who knows in what particular situation I would have been in. But another reason why I felt very, it was very difficult for me to, um, to um, publicly denounce Todrick is because um, Todrick did not like me. Todrick was not a fan of me because he was such a fan of Hannah. But he could see, um, I kind of had a little bit of a breakdown when I left the house and he literally took me in and like, I could not speak for literally three days. I didn't talk to anybody because I was still adjusting to this weird, you know, there was a lot that I had to take in. And for him to take in a complete stranger and um, accept me with open arms as something I have to be very, very thankful for. And I did have a little bit of a buffer period to just kind of recover, you know, um, before going home. And I was still kind of weird when I came home. I, my parents could notice and see things. But um, I think having some type of halfway house maybe for, you know, Big Brother. Um, Is that what Todrick was trying to build? <laughs> yeah. I think he, I think he low-key accidentally built it. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> a mansion where you can relax and, and be in a pool. It was a, literally a halfway house adjustment period for us. Um, something that the jury kind of gets by that. But those a lot of the finalists, you know, don't get. And having that little period of a buffer and that kind of just that safe space for a while um, before kind of going out into this world that your life has really changed forever as a result, I think would help. Do you think if you went back and played Big Brother again, would it be would it be easier to make that transition? Uh, do you think you'd be more prepared? I, I don't know how to answer that question because I literally promise you I will never play that game again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, the mental health is not worth it. Like, yeah. The challenge was summer camp compared to Big Brother for mm. me. I don't know what it was, the, the combination of variables and things and being a crazy big fan I was in that game. I'm like, I cannot, I don't, I don't know. I, the people who sign up for, you know, for this again and again might, you know, might be, you know, some masochists. And guess what? <laughs> I don't mind that stuff. I'm kind of into that stuff too, but not like that. Okay? Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. The headline. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. My father's a pastor. I never said those words. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Azza, we'd love to talk to you about uh, Big Brother 24. And of course, like, uh, we, were, we hope that it would be like, uh, you know, we'd be having as much fun here in the first week uh, as we were in Big Brother 23. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that that hasn't been the case. Uh, just just going back to uh, Big Brother 23 for a moment. Um, was was that fun to live through uh, the, the Hurricane Frenchie? Oh, because it's come up a lot this week um man okay i don't i don't i'm not exactly certain if editing was able to capture um i don't know what to call the spirit of that house but the the heightened sensation you know that was in that house i think watching it was probably amazing and great television um but uh, you know living that experience and 
now that I can describe those feelings a little bit better than what I did in my first week, very quickly, because they remove everything else from you, Big Brother's very, um, when people get evicted, it's very close to death. I know it sounds very dark, and I have dark humor, so it makes me laugh. But, you know, eviction is death. And when you make these alliances or things with people, you're trying not to die, you know? And, like, you find yourself... Um, <clears throat> um, so in that house, we I just know day one was so fun, but day two, very quickly, you kind of had this survivalist mentality in a way of, you know, trying to, to, to literally survive and trying to figure that out. And um, that's something that usually kind of, for many seasons, has been a little bit of a chill week for people. Um, but um, very quickly, we had to start playing this game that everyone soon became adjusted to. But yeah, I mean, for some reason, I don't know, being put on the block is kind of like being put on trial for your death. And then when you, you know, when you get evicted, you do die. Like, just, it just feels like the person died. You know, they go out, they meet Julie. It's very Hunger Games, you know, and it's very surreal. And yeah. We, 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 we talked a lot about how, in particular, the episodes did not capture Frenchie uh, at, at all. Um, and we were actually just on the roundtable this week. We're looking back at the the sort of like the way that we were viewing the first week of Big Brother 23. And it was like, well, the feeds were great. The episodes were like, what? Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was so chaotic. And, um, to just be like thrust into that, uh, that world as you're trying to adjust to like living in the house. And also, um, you've got this guy running around making like 15 different alliances and like, uh, it must have been interesting. It was interesting, you know, and for me, um, you know, as a joker, I was safe for the week, you know, right. but, yes. um, and I, it was, it was a bit for me, um, <clears throat> it was a bit too much for me to kind of consume and deal with. And as a result, as you know, I spent, I created a little island in the back and just spent time reading my Bible because that's what kept me sane. Um, but I, the paranoia, the, I, it was a bit of a shock for me and it was something that I, I didn't literally didn't know how to respond to. And the only way I felt like I could was by shutting down. And I was surprised in myself because I'm like, okay, you got to still play this game, Maza. But it was a struggle to kind of, you know, to, 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 to deal with that because it was, it was difficult. So uh, this season, you know, uh, has not got enough on the fun, chaotic uh, foot this week with everything that's been going on in the house and the mistreatment of Taylor, who, uh, I guess, you know, this just uh, as a heads up, uh, we will talk spoilers for this episode of the podcast <laughs> if you want to wait until after the Wednesday night episode uh, to listen to this. But I'm pretty sure every person listening to the podcast knows uh, what's been going on, where Taylor uh, finds herself potentially uh, facing eviction coming up on Thursday night. Aza, are, are, would you like to see Taylor just get out of the house on uh, Thursday night? Or are you hoping that she's able to stay and potentially uh, change things around and, you know, have, have her big brother, you know, uh, journey play out? You know, I would love for Taylor to stay if <clears throat> she is able to have that fighting chance um, to continue to play this game. Um, but I know the mental, like, I know the mental struggles I went through. Um, I didn't go through a 10th of what Kate Taylor is going through, but I did go through some things and that, uh, was really difficult for me to recover from. I, I, to be quite frank, I had a, I had a very hard time and I don't know if, um, the sacrifice of her mental health is worth staying in that game. If she is constantly going to be treated that way, you know, um, if she's constantly going to be ostracized, she's constantly going to be targeted. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's, 
if it's the best. And the thing is, if Taylor doesn't win this game, you can win in so many other ways. You know, I didn't win the game, but I have this amazing platform now. I'm, I'm able to show so many people my cooking and my culture in ways I've never been able to before. And uh, she's a very bright, confident girl. I don't want that light to be, you know, to, 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 I don't want that light to snuff out for her. And if it is best for her to lead this game where she, before the game, had incredible accomplishments, was on national television as Miss Michigan USA, then so be it. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so, uh, we were talking about this morning. It's so disheartening to see her just like getting down on herself, uh, like yeah. blaming herself for the situation that she's in, knowing what we know. And it's like, you just want to be able to like reach in and be like, it's not your fault. Don't, don't yeah. blame yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. uh, and so like in that sense, it's like, I, like I want to be able to tell her that. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, of, of course, it would be great for her to be able to sort of like, um, uh, turn it around and like succeed uh, in the house where um, where everyone's trying to make her fail, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think a redemption arc will be awesome. Number one, it'd be great television, you know, and if she gets, um, if, you know, she gets Michael and Brittany and they're able to, to you know, change this, change the course, I think that'd be awesome and great. With Big Brother kind of usually pre-jury being a numbers game, um, I don't know if, you know, if her lasting two or three more weeks, you know, unless, you know, her and Michael switch back and forth and are able to just like do a crazy till the end, you know, kind of like what uh, Dom and Wendell did, you know, at the end of the season, you know, and uh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I would love for that to happen for her. I truly, truly would. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, if it, uh, that would be the great, like beautiful scenario, perfect scenario in my head. Um, but looking at the numbers and things, I don't know if that might happen. It's, but if it's a tough, capable of it, it'll be her. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a tough road. Uh, we talk a lot about like um, the person on the block in the first week uh, that survives the vote very rarely goes on to win the game. It's a really tough position to climb back from. Um, and assuming that it's a twist that saves uh, Taylor this week, the back door or a backstage situation, um, we, you know, being actually the first person straight up voted out of the game uh, would be an even bigger uh, mountain to climb. But, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Aza, do you feel like that? Are, are there things that Big Brother should be uh, doing differently in terms of like uh, what what's going on, or, or do you feel like that that in their own ways that they're handling like the situation in the house, and and we're just not seeing it on uh, the the feeds because <clears throat> it's all behind the scenes. Um. Okay. In terms of handling what's on the feeds, I'll talk about it in a bit. In terms of the training. Um, I know the trainings that I received. I know we had DVDs. We'd always make fun and joke in the house. You might, you, people might not have known this inside joke we had, but you know, say somebody would be like, Oh, you're looking kind of sexy today, but we don't mind those comments. Right. And we're like, Oh, thank you. You know, somebody, Oh, DVDs, DVDs, you know, like we had DVDs that we had to watch before on sexual harassment training on racial microaggressions and racial bias. We had all those things, but there's one thing that they didn't talk about. And that was colorism. And a lot of people, um, when seeing, um, um, what I'm seeing in my timeline and a mistreatment of Taylor, they're saying, well, it's not racial because, you know, there are other house guests that are of her same uh, ethnicity, I'm sorry, of, of her same race that are treating her this way as well. And it's like, no, but there's something called colorism. So colorism is something that's very prevalent in the Black community that a lot of times is unconscious. A lot of times it's um, hidden behind many other things. 
Um, but it does have a very sad history. There's something called the paper bag contest, paper bag, which um, in a lot of um, historic black universities, if you were lighter than a paper bag, you were allowed in some certain institutions. But if you weren't, you weren't allowed. You know, um, some HBCUs have a history of only accepting people who are of lighter skin. And um, all of that comes from historic connotations of things that uh, colonialists and slave masters did to separate the black community, um, letting lighter skinned people in the home um, work in the house and having the darker skinned people work in the field for field work. And in, in turn, that resentment built on both sides from each other. And that stuff can be internalized and subconscious, unconscious and pe subconscious and people don't, don't see those things. But uh, having that education is very important because there's so many people of many races, including black people who don't know the subconscious biases that they can inflict on people um, from unfortunately our dark history as Americans. Yeah, we, yeah, we've been talking about this uh, that because uh, they have mentioned, you know, that they got like some training uh, things. I, I I was kind of envisioning like uh, like a thirty minute VHS tape uh, as the training. Um, and, like I just like I think a lot of discussion has been focused around like uh, could they be doing a better job than just like potentially handing out some videos, um, like uh, like and do some like some serious like work in the two weeks that people are, you know, sequestered before they go into the house. Um, like, what do you think about that idea? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, um, okay. So I don't know if I should say this, but I, who knows if it might be a little bit different now. Um, mm -hmm. but we also had these similar, um, <clears throat> type of training when doing the challenge USA, but what was when now with COVID, you know, who knows, maybe these things could have done a little bit better. I don't know. But with COVID, we had DVDs that were sent to us that we're told you need to watch this. Right. With mm. the Challenge USA, we were all on, we couldn't say our name on the Zoom, but we all actually attended a Zoom meeting. And there was someone who was hired, like a, di a diversity um, instructor who was hired. And he actually talked about, I remember him specifically talking about colorism I remember him specifically talking about misogynoir. I remember him specifically talking about a lot of terms that uh, the average person wouldn't know. And I personally was very, I was, I was, I felt, um, I remember feeling so gratified when watching that. It was such, so much more of a great, you know, um, what's the word? Um, uh, such a great educational training just by having that personal element of him being in the room. And it was, might've been on a Zoom screen and, you know, he got an Uber Eats order in the middle of his presentation, but it was still awesome, you know, and people. <laughs> well, what was the order? What did he get? I forgot, but it was funny because he was like, I'll be right there. Just leave at the door. And it was mm -hmm. funny. He was talking about some really serious stuff. And it was like, doom, doom, you know, it was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he had a whole presentation out and <clears throat> we were able to ask questions during the time. And we were anonymous people. I'll give you another funny thing. Somebody, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with GamerVev, but somebody used their username as GamerVev when they were in the room. So you couldn't use your own name. And somebody like on the chat when you're looking was like GamerVev. It's like, wait, GamerVev's playing the challenge? But, yeah. mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, but you know, um, we were able to ask questions. We were able to do a lot of things. And I think I, I personally felt, I was very gratified watching that because I felt like, okay, I think they're really trying to cover the bases. Um, but the other thing I'm going to have to say is Big Brother 
we, we, each year and most years, we get very upset by what we see on television. Um, but I don't know who knows if no matter what you do with the type of variables that are in that specific game and the challenge, we're able to go out, you know, yeah. we, we are able to see the producers face to face. We're able to do all sorts of things. But Big Brother is that social experiment that you don't have any of that. You are isolated. You are removed from everything. And you think you're going to die because you literally treat eviction as death. <clears throat> and you get put in this survivalist mentality that shows your true nature that whether it's carnal, whether it's the flawed nature of you comes out in ways that you won't even know or see yourself. And um, I don't know if, who knows if that training is still going to help when you're put in this type of environment that forces you to survive in any way possible. And as a result, you act in ways that are deemed not, you know, that, you know, act in ways that you negative ways, to be honest, mm -hmm. just negative ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the training is amazing and I think it's uh, great that they do it. But uh, I'm also wondering like if the issue is like, if you don't have the right ingredients, like I feel like um, if, if if they're not the right people that you're getting for the show, like I feel like that the training is sort of like, you know, uh, forget about it. It's uh, no, no amount of training is going to potentially work. I agree with that. And I, I, I look and I'm just a bit surprised because I know the thorough background that was done. Um, I got to say this too, when it comes to, okay, I don't want to say this, but should I say it? Okay. I'm going to say it. I, I think, I think, I think CBS might know what they're doing by like, you know, putting people that might be the, at their best mental state in the house. Cause it gives good TV. So I'm going to say that, but otherwise I know the amount of background checks we had. Mm -hmm. I know the sorrow, like, you know, you, we had to put five friends and they asked them five friends, things asking deeply into things about our childhood. You know, um, I look at, um, um, there was a lot that was done and it's interesting how things just seem to slip through the cracks, but, um, people can always present a best image of themselves or, you know, or, and the thing is people just in this world where we, we constantly have things that are able to kind of keep us in check. It's kind of easy to be that, but when you have all that removed, you know, all bets can kind of be off for some people and they can easily, very, very easily forget and get lost in that world because I know I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, th there's a, this is a complete aside, but there's a book I was reading. There's a short little story uh, in it where there was uh, this like person who was on like uh, a quest of some sort and uh, they they were not allowed to lie or like the, the goddess would like uh, punish them. Um, and right as they were about to lie at the end of the quest, their friends like stopped them. Uh, and they, so they passed the test and the, they were like, oh, but I didn't pass the test. I was about to lie. And then my friend stopped me. And they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. you have, you have your friend. You're the person that had that friend that stopped you. Um, and in Big Brother, you don't have that. Like, uh, if anything, you have, yeah. you're in a situation where you're surrounded by people who are all, trying to kill you uh and <laughs> and vote you out um and it definitely i think encourages a lot of the worst behaviors in, in all of us yes definitely definitely you feel like you have free reign and i think myself i made a lot of mistakes in my game playing things um but i remember a lot of decision making that i made I'm, I'm someone of faith and i how i felt playing the game was if i don't play the game the way that he wants me to then i'm not going to get to win so I mean, I had some type of, I guess, moral aptitude that helped. And even so, I still messed up and things. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but uh, a little more than things, but um, you know, the, the, that's something that I had, but for people who don't have that, you know, I mean, all bets are off, you know, you can, some people view this game as guess what? I can do whatever I want to do to get to the end and, you know, play with however I want to play because I don't have to be policed by anything now that I'm in this house. And some people unfortunately take it a little bit too far. So in terms of uh, the the house moving forward, I mean, it's it's wild that this is day seven of uh, with, you know, 70 some odd uh, days to go. Uh, do you feel like that the season, um, you know, like it feels like that um, it's just been such a weird uh, year for Big Brother of that? Like, it's almost like I, I feel like that people don't really even care about too much about what else is going on in the house. You mean in, in terms of uh, the people playing? Yeah, well, or no, I think the, the people playing care, but I feel like that for a lot of the fans, uh, like yeah. I feel like that the season has, uh, you know, in some ways been uh, tainted by the first week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I look at modern Big Brother and things now, and I, unfortunately, I say I will say that the going of the house mentality that was started at like 16 does give room for things like this to happen. Um, And I know that generally, even so going with the house mentality is what people are interested with anyway, because they want to see two sides. They want to see the back and forth. They want to see, you know, that type of thing. Um, But when you add this element of what's happening to Taylor, it does make it, it's not fun anymore. Unfortunately, you know, you're not having fun when you're seeing someone, my apologies. Um, You're not having fun anymore when you're seeing someone, you know, being targeted just because of the way that they look, just because other people are intimidated by them and they're not doing anything. You're not having fun when you're watching people get gaslit. And that type of gameplay, actually, you know, that type of mean girl gameplay actually was a bit entertaining in the early, early, very early seasons of Big Brother. But in this day and age, we're different now. That's not funny. Like, that's not fun. The mean girl thing is not fun. You know, the bullying is not fun. Um, uh, The you know, intentionally making people feel uncomfortable and ostracizing them is not fun. And um, I think that's something that big brother players now need to be cognizant of when coming in. I understand that your true nature might come out, but this day and age, this, this, this world that we live in does not have the appetite for that. So, I mean, go ahead and do what you need to do to win a hundred, you know, $750,000. When you get out, you have to be prepared for how people, how you might be received. And that, there is going to cause you a lot of mental stress for years going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone on the cast uh, that you feel like good about that you like uh, that you're enjoying at all? So I think it's so funny because I, my winner's pick was Indy and everyone was like, why is Indy your winner's pick? And I was like, you know what? She just seems so like, I just kind of like the kooky thing. And I love that she was, she wasn't a big brother fan, but she was a huge big brother super fan in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And um, while those games, like I'm someone who a lot of people in my family watch big brother in Nigeria. Um, they call it BB Niger. Mm-hmm. Um, the element from those types of gameplay is it's a bit more people tell you how they feel and it's yeah. in your face. And I like that. And um, I wanted to see that element. So I think it's funny. And I love that one. She's kind of been removed from a lot of this stuff. Uh, she's held herself accountable. She's talked to Taylor and told her, hey, you know what? I think I was intimidated by you and I'm sorry. But she also kind of just tells like she just 
lives her life and just tells her like it is. And I love it. And I don't know if she's going to be able to get to the end, but I would love if she got far. So I love Indy. Indy, don't disappoint me, girl, please. You were my leadership before all this. (laughs) Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Aza, thinking back to your season, I'm wondering if you feel this way, that... Um, the teams of four, do you, do you feel like that that's something that is a positive for the game? Because I'm just wondering if that maybe if in the same way that like where, you know, you felt like, OK, I'm, you know, I, I have uh, Brittany's back and, uh, you know, she's my little sister. And because we're on this, the same team, do you feel like that, you know, had we had like teams of four in this season that maybe there would be more people of like, hey, uh, let me step up for this person that's on my team? I do. I think that team's element helped a lot. Um, I think also, though, to be honest, last season, um, we were coming off the brink of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of people who were very, very hyper aware of, of um, hyper aware, to be honest. And then um, had that knowledge of the previous of previous seasons and, you know, wanted to make sure that there was going to be none of that. And even though there's some things that still pervaded through the cracks, it was kind of pushed down. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off the season that the cookout had, I know us in the cookout felt, Ooh, okay. It's probably made this game a little more difficult for other black people moving forward, but just because of the fact we want to make sure we have one and we never have them before, let's just complete that assignment make sure that's done. Um, I'm noticing some people in the house, um, kind of like, dang, you know, I guess wanting to, I don't want to say distance their blackness. I don't want to say that. Um, but, uh, making an effort to, I have seen conversations where people are like, well, I feel, I don't want to, I'm a worried that people are going to think I'm going to start a cookout again. So I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to come to this person. I'm afraid to come to this person. And that's unfortunate. Um, and then I'm, I'm seeing, um, I think with the season that we had and with our Alliance being one of the first to not ostracize people and not, um, you know, employ that bullying mentality because we, we were a secret Alliance, um, I think everyone kind of thought it was going to be, you know, happy and roses and then kind of comes in and then the true nature ends up coming out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, in the first week of your season, there was like a brief period of time, right, where Frenchie was trying to kind of like uh, uh, stir the house up to be all against Derek X, right? Um, there was that brief moment in time where like Derek X was just kind of like the scapegoat for all of the wrongs that happened in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and then, you know, luckily he then you know very quickly won the veto and kind of like escaped that yep. situation. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, like, um, I guess, do you, do you see any, any similarities in that situation to, uh, to what you've seen in, in this season or other seasons? Um, I mean, I see, I can see how that, I can see that. I remember that week. Um, hmm. I think maybe now this could come to say as something of, of what Cassie needs to possibly employ. I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people you know, everyone says we want a season of gamers. We want a season of people who have no problem lying in backs and we have season whatever. And I know when I kind of came into play, people were upset with the choice that I made. Some of the things I might say might be seen deemed as boring or some of them might say this. Um, but I know playing the game very quickly, like $750,000 was awesome. But like, if I believed in something, like I have no problem putting that to the side. I know that week when Derek X was, was being targeted and things, I knew people probably didn't want me to be around him. But I was like, I don't care. I'm going to be around this person because I like him, you know? And it's the same thing. Um, people were, might've said negative things about Brittany or why are you doing it for Brittany? I don't care. Like, I don't feel it's correct with having Brittany. So I'm going to be around them. You know, casting that those, you need to have in this cast, you got to have everybody. Not everyone can be the copy. Not everyone can be the mass manipulator. When you have that, you're kind of, put in these situations you got to have different pieces of the pie and that's what makes the cast work you know you can't have everyone who comes in and say i'm going to do what i need to do to win no like you got to have the three or four people they're going to fuck up that hoh and do something completely different than what people might expect and that's what makes good television having a variance of personalities variance of backgrounds and experiences the variance of life experience to make that season as colorful as it is and that's one thing that our last season had we had people of all backgrounds, all places, everything. And even amongst the Black people that we had, we showed we weren't a monolith. We were so varied in our backgrounds and our cultures where we came from. And that's what provides a great cast, having that diversity. Yeah. And we were talking last night about like um, how uh, there are a lot of people in the house who are not particularly anti-Taylor. They're just kind of like taking everyone's word for it, don't really want to say anything, uh, right? Um, and we talked about how, like, you know, this notion of, like, oh, well, you don't want to blow up your game by, you know, st- sticking up for this person. And uh, what we discussed is, like, it- it's not necessarily going to blow up your game. If anything, you know, uh, standing up for somebody might help your game uh, because I think y- you don't realize how much power you have when you do stand up and defend somebody because then all of those people who weren't really against Taylor are able to be like, oh, yeah, here's now a public stance in, in a direction that I feel. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, I mean, you, you really were that person as well. Like you, and I think Xavier also did this a few times, like not, not afraid to just like, be like, yeah, this is a, this is a powerful thing. I have a, I have the power here to say, no, I'm not just going to go along with this. Um, like you're not just gonna, you know, you know, come after Britney for no reason. You were also somebody that was like very willing to talk with Derek X and like, uh, hear him out when in those situations. And, um, I think that like that, that's like, that's a very powerful thing. And I, I like, uh, I, I very much appreciate your presence on the, on the season because of that. 
I appreciate that. And I have to say, that, but some I'm looking and I'm looking at the differences. Derek X was considered option, then he came clutch in Juan Avito, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was able to kind of, you know, take that himself. The other thing is, what you, what you talk about teams is interesting. I had, I knew there was no way state Frenchie could come after me or anybody could come after me mm-hmm. because I was safe for the week. So yeah, yeah. I felt I could do, I sat in my back, but I, I felt like I was, you know what, I'm gonna do what I want. Like I can, I felt in that, you know, I could do what I wanted. So, um, um, and then with Brittany being on my team, there was no problem in me, you know, reacting that way because I, I just, the loyal game that I played, I played a loyal game. So, I was loyal to my team as jokers as we were. Um, I was <laughs> yeah. loyal to, you know, to my team. Um, I don't know if we are lucky to have had those elements that happened to work just, right. you know, in those ways that because this doesn't have those elements, it gives room for those things to happen. Uh, I don't know. It's something that I'm going to definitely wonder. I didn't think about that. You know, it's not like that the teams is like the greatest thing ever, but I just wonder if it might help with preventing sort of like a 15 on one situation where, you know, at least Mm -hmm. at the very least, you know, some, there's, you know, be three people that are going to say like, Hey, that's my teammate. Like, you know, at least like another set of ears that's listening for, okay. Like, or Hey, just so you know, here's a heads up. Uh, They're talking about you. Uh, you know, when you have these like situations where it's the very start of the season. Yeah, no, I, you, as you're saying it, it, there's so much more clarity and context provided to so many things. Um, I look at Kemi season. I think things could have been done a little bit differently, mm-hmm. you know, um, and if anything, it was like the, the opposite of that, where it was like, Hey, the, the team is camp comeback. Like, uh, like they're yeah. like, let's put all the people that were already like going after, like in, yeah. in, a, in a separate group. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think having this team thing in the beginning might really help. Um, because it, it, you have no choice, but to be loyal to the, whom the people you have, because their survival means your survival. Um, yeah. Wow. I didn't think about that, but I think that would help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, uh, in terms of like the gameplay happening on this season, uh, are you, uh, who do you think is like doing well strategically? I mean, unfortunately, Paloma as kooky as she is. I mean, <laughs> she got this health run around her finger. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, cause I'm looking and like, I've been looking and see, okay, what alliances have been built besides this? Girls Alliance, and I'm not seeing much. I'm seeing some final twos. I'm seeing some whatever, but like, I'm like, geez, where is this? Where is even me, one who purposely did not make many alliances? You would have thought some more stuff would have happened by now, you know. Um, in our week one, we it was just in week one, the butchers, the slaughterhouse. I mean, yes, whole rack of them were made by Frenchie, but still, you had the butchers, you had the slaughterhouse, you had um, the Kingslayers, you had. Um, the cookout. That's four lines I can name on top of my finger in the first French kisses. five days. Yes. The French kisses. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like we had we people were I mean, but we came as gamers. Everyone all everyone in the house became what came in wanting to play and completely ready to play. I know when I came in, I knew I won the women's alliance. You know, there are people who came in um and said, I know I want to have the black people together. Frenchie came in, he's like, Yo, I want to make an alliance called a slaughterhouse, which is why he had three of them. You know, so. <laughs> he liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
It was, well, speaking, speaking of women's women's alliances, uh, you know, we see this girls girls alliance, and this is a huge topic. Like every season, about uh, women working together, the women's alliance, and then uh, very rarely does it seem like it ends up working out. It seems like this season uh, things are kind of going in that direction yet again already. Um, you you mentioned you just you went in wanting a women's alliance um, when and you you had one at the start of the game. Uh, what what happened with it that that made it not work for you? Yeah. So, uh, I think it just happens to be the person that I am. I was, I came in with the women's alliance and then I had the cookout and the cookout was actually just my insurance. I mean, I will, I will not lie in the fact that I knew if I saw a, a person of me on the block, I would not vote him out. But like, that was just kind of more of agreement that I kind of put here. I wanted, like, I wanted to have that, like, I wanted to grab them by the balls and I wanted to make sure the woman would get to the end very quickly in the game. When I realized um, it was a wildcard comp that involved two people in my alliance and Derek X. And that's the moment when I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I got to choose. Like, I can't, um, I'm not going to be able to play both at the same time. The way that my brain works and just the type of person that I am, I was like, I, I got to pick one. And that's when I put the Kingslayers to the side and then was like, okay, well, I'm going to feel really shitty, like playing this game and like, having to lie to people that are actually my friends when I'm actually here. And I was like, okay, as a super fan I was, the funny thing is I kind of thought that you kind of could only run, rock with one alliance the whole time. And <laughs> I just decided, all right, I'm going to have the cookout. I'm not going to have any alliances and I'm going to have to adjust and shift my gameplay. And like, that's where I, I was sad in that sense. Cause I'm like, dang, I don't get to play the game that I wanted to play coming in. I'm going to kind of have to give a backseat to that and put that back for us to be, you know, to be able to, to move forward. So I know that's what was in my head, but <clears throat> I do wonder if either we had already had a black winner um, and I didn't have that burden on me anymore um, as one who's watched all the seasons and seen what people like me have gone through. Um, if I would have been able to play different because I was ready to, you know, to do that. Um, but I had a couple things in my head that, and I had the fact that I'm kind of boy crazy. And I said it. I warned y'all. Yeah, the middle school crush. <laughs> yes. You heard a lot. You heard. You heard. You heard a lot about it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, that was talked about a lot in uh, my house. That I watched the shows uh, with uh, my son, who was seven at the time, and a lot, of, a lot of questions about the uh, the middle school middle school crush and uh, and, yeah. and, and what it all meant. Uh, so that that was that was a lot of fun. Um, also, what's it like when you hear people on the live? And again, I'm sure that you said, you know, you don't watch the live feeds, but I'm sure it gets sent to you when people talk about like, uh, even just like mention, if, if somebody mentions your name on the live feeds, I'm sure, you know, you've got like, uh, 47 people sending you so-and-so yeah. just said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I have a great thing is from what I've heard, actually, Taylor said some very nice things about me. That's all I've heard at least. Mm -hmm. Um, I will not, I'm, I gotta work it out. Like I gotta work and it's just because I'm fresh, right? Like I, um, I know I'm BB can, I know a lot of people and a lot of women had some negative things to say about me and I won't lie. It does hurt your feelings and it does hurt. And I, and I think where my hurt comes from is, um, in all my game decisions, I've owned everything that I've done. I've owned my accountability on my part, but I think, for the most part, a lot of my game is very misunderstood. And that mistake comes from me not talking to cameras. Um, what I did was I went into the DR and I, and I just spoke, that's where I spoke everything. But when I look at the show, 
the DR only showed me crying over Britney really, or my middle school crush. So I kind of used the DR as my outlet to, to speak what was all in my head. And I did not have as many game talks. And I understand now why there's a lot of misunderstanding over some things I've done or my decisions and things. And that's the only unfortunate part that I kind of get kind of sad about because I see people like I'm painted as, you know, whether it's a pick me or painted as like a person who, you know, hated women or did not want to be with women. And as one of five girls, you know, and like, uh, as one that is boy crazy, but you know, and makes great decisions as long as men aren't involved, but still kind of, I felt tried to make the best decisions that would get me to where I felt I would be in a space to win. It is disappointing. And the only thing I can say is I can give grace to that because I know I didn't speak negatively about anybody when I was in the house. It's, um, but I think they'll get it when they leave. When I got in the house, I was humbled immediately because I had so much to say about people and characters and things, watching them play. And then when I got in the house, I realized how hard it was and how I couldn't do that. Like I, it was, I couldn't, you know, I was a terrible liar. I couldn't lie to people like I wanted to. I couldn't do all these things. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm humbled. As much as people talk about Victoria, guess what? Victoria got the final three and she was playing the game. I I, I have to say she was playing yeah. the game. You know, I know people might not agree with that, but like, I think she was. And I, I have to give respect to anyone who's been in that house and able to get to where they went because wherever type of variable decision that got them to the placement that they get, I got to get props. You know, I was, I was very upset with Big D and I could not stand him for months when I left the house. But I still think he was playing the game. I know y'all don't agree with that, but... <laughs> No, I, yeah, I mean, every, everybody's playing the game for sure. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, I, I think that like, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to, uh, to like meet some of the, uh, Big Brother Canada players. Those obviously those Zealion players, uh, so far that you've been able to like watch post your season and then had the opportunity to meet afterward. But like, I think usually how it goes for alumni is that like people go onto the show and they're just, they just watch the show and they have those opinions based on the show that they watched and then they experience it and then they meet these people afterward and they're like, Oh, okay. Uh, and especially like meeting you, I don't think anybody would meet you and be like, and, and like have any negative opinion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, uh, have you had any of those experiences yet where you like, you met somebody that you knew didn't have, have um, hold a great so, opinion? Of it? And so in the challenge house, he was like, I had no idea how funny you were. Like, you're actually very funny. And I was like, that means a lot, Enzo, because I think you're hilarious. He's like, well, I just, like, you always had a soothing voice, but, you know, you're always crying. You know, you're always crying, just crying to the camera <laughs> the whole time. But you're funny, yo. You're really funny. You're funny. And I'm like, thank you, you know. Um, yeah, I've received from that. Um, that's, I feel like that's one that, that was notable to me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think in my head. Um, um I know there's some misunderstanding things, but I might have been in a room where somebody talked negatively about a, a house guest, and so he thought it was me. But I know for a fact I made sure not to open my mouth about anybody, you know. Um, and so when they meet me, they're like, "Oh, wait, okay, you weren't saying this about me, you know." And like, I appreciate you for you know keeping your mouth shut on things. Um, but I guess I'm trying to think. I think it might be Enzo was the one probably who made me laugh and who was like he was like you know i thought you were just a crier you know i thought you were a crier but he's like you're really funny you're mm -hmm. funny you're funny you don't cry all the time i was like yeah i, I didn't cry once in the challenge house which is it's a feat mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so do you have any feedback for us as commentators because you know um 
that I, I really respect everything uh, that you're saying about, uh, you know, how you think that uh, we should be like uh, trying to remember about the, the humans that are actually playing the game. So I, I really, um, you know, respect your opinion on uh, this matter. So as people who are like talking about these uh, contestants day in and day out, do you have any thoughts on any things that we could be doing better or different? Okay. I do really appreciate that question. Um, I will be honest. I don't think I got, um, I, and I said this, well, I, I felt your commentary might've been biased. I don't, I never felt like I got any respect from YouTube, disrespect from YouTube in the way that you talked about game. Um, um, for YouTube, I would only ask and understand the different perspectives maybe that people have to play in the house. I think that's I, a good point. Yeah. So when I, when I, when I'm seeing what's happening to Taylor and I remember the things in the game, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I think about me. Like when I think before going in the house, how I have to make a cognizant effort as a Darcy woman to always kind of, you know, be, um, to not threaten people. I'm always, mm -hmm. I always, I, 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 I'm very, I'm, I take attention to every single thing I say and I talk because I have always, people always tell me that I am threatened by you just from me walking into a room and things. And um, a lot of my gameplay decisions were me trying to, there were times when I still came out and I would stand up for myself. But when I did, I was labeled as aggressive. I was labeled as this, I was labeled as that. And um, from the different experiences that people come from when playing the game, I'm not even speaking from a dark skin person, I'm speaking to people who might be bigger, who are overweight and who are not able to do challenges like other people can, but they got to figure out another way to get to the end, right? Mm -hmm. They got to figure out another way to get in those final two chairs. and. So not everyone is going to be able to play this great bombastic gameplay that everyone loves and adores. Some people aren't afforded that opportunity. Some people have to kind of take a step back and figure out their way that way. So that's the only thing of being mindful of different perspectives, but I never want you both. I, I, I personally enjoyed your commentary before going in the house and I don't want you to feel like you have to, I want you to still feel like you can be able to speak your truth in the things that you say. Um, so it will just be, being mindful of, of different perspectives, I would say, um, um, with that. And then, um, I never got this from you all. Um, but, um, I know this is a game that's very entertaining and, you know, we, we get, we feel emotionally connected to these characters and things. Um, but, you know, using strong language is like, I hate this person or, you know, or like, you know, I can't stand this person. Like, uh, we, we are so, we are very quickly removed from this experience and, Eight months ago, we were chilling and nobody knew who we were. So it, when we kind of go out the house and we see these things, you guys know I'm a petty person. We get hurt, <laughs> you know, and we hit that block button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we or we or we might lash out and have a whole Twitter spaces like Big B. <laughs> no comment, Aza. Yeah, yeah. You know, we might, you know, just, I don't know. We're human. We're, we're all human. We're all, you know, and, and it's just good to mind. Uh, I enjoy this game so much. I enjoy watching this game. Um, but when I got in that house, I was so humbled so quickly and understood that, okay, these aren't characters that I'm watching. These are human beings. And um, we're not chess pieces on the board. They, they continue to call this the game. It's much more than the game. So much more in the game. In mm -hmm. New York, I met people who 15 years ago are still mad at what something this person did. That's not a game. Can you remember your last chess game? Are you still mad at him about it? You know? <laughs> or your last basketball game or your soccer game? This is more than a game. If it was just a game, this season would have been, this, this show would have been canceled years ago 
it's so much more than that. And people take it more than that. And you literally feel like life and death in that house. You're making decisions that are going to stop you from dying. You, you think that because everything else is removed from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it is definitely something I always, uh, have tried to be mindful of is, is not, you know, not using like such extreme, uh, terms. Um, because I think that, you know, a lot of the fan base, they do, they get very emotionally involved in the moment. Um, and, uh, especially I think because, because of the way the Big Brother airs, where, you know, you, everyone is in a house separate from this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think that, uh, there's like this idea that like, you know, well, they're not going to see this. Um, but of course, once you guys get out of the house, uh, and you go back and, and watch stuff, it's like, that's fresh to you. Uh, and probably to the person, it's like, they're over it. Like in the moment they felt it, but now yeah. they're over it. But like, that doesn't make it any less hurtful to you listening to like somebody like, just come for you relentlessly mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I think for me, I, I always try to make sure even like right now when we're talking about the Taylor situation, like, um, you know, I want to be calling out like behavior that I think is inappropriate and or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that like, uh, we're, we're talking, we're talking about behavior. We're not like necessarily condemning people. Um, and, uh, and also like when talking about Taylor, like, there are certainly a lot of people who are like, well, she's she's clearly doing something wrong or she's clearly bad at the game. And it is important to recognize that like, well, she never really had a, a chance. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look at the result and say, well, because of the result, she must have been bad. Uh, and I do think it's important to recognize that like coming in immediately through nothing that she did at all, uh, there was a perception of her and... Once you have that perception, it's like you're playing on a different, like, it's like you're playing on hard mode, you know, like, or like super extra hard (laughs) mode. Uh, And then somebody else is playing on easy mode and you can't just be like, yeah, that person's crushing easy mode. They're way better. Like, that's not exactly how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's you hit the nail on the head, but I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think that like, we also like, uh, should try to remember, cause I, I think that's sort of like the, the opposite side of the coin from, from hate is like, uh, loving, uh, like, uh, contestants maybe too much where that, you know, like, because I think that's where a lot of the, like the hate comes from. And it's like, I love this person. I love this person. I love this person. And then if that person is not working with, uh, that other person, and they might be like friends uh, or they might have like a like, uh, you know, a civil relationship. But that becomes the, like the flip side of the coin is I hate this person. Uh, I hate uh, like uh, all the all these other people that are, I hate this alliance. Uh, and so, like, I think it's probably like a good note, like to not also get too high on any person, because the flip side of that is like that you have to then be very, very low and out on other people. I think that's a point that that's an excellent point. Um, <clears throat> I know for my final five HOH, a lot of people disagreed. I mean, Hannah's absolutely loved and it's well-deserved. She's a quite in, like intelligent, amazing girl that I, each time I meet her more, I'm more and more impressed with her. Um, but I know how it's like to be connected to the show as me watching it and um, me taking her out. I, to this day, I get people who like cry in my message box like, why did you do that? You know, or things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a result of things, you know, the, the love for this person kind of pushed over into this animosity, I right. guess you would say towards mm-hmm. myself. Um, so uh, I appreciate you for bringing that point up. I didn't even think about that, but that is something very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. 
And who's your your actual friend that you that you voted out? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. It was just this random person is mad at you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then just on a game, I felt in the time from a game uh, from a game standpoint, I um, I felt like I at least how I saw myself. I played a floater game outside and in the cookout. And for me, I was going to go with whom gave power dependent on at six. So if the guys won, I was going to rock with the guys. If the girls won, I was going to rock with the girls. When Kai won at five. Um, I wanted to figure out the best way for me to get to final three. And I wanted to keep up with my deals because I want to say it in the end. And the only person who didn't approach me was Hannah. So she was from a game standpoint, it was the best thing for me to do. I will say when I did that, I knew what could come after. I asked myself, I said, Aza, do you want to set yourself in a position that you think is going to win the game from what you have? Or do you want to set yourself in a position for a black woman to win? And that might not be you. And I decided in that standpoint, I said, you know what? I've been playing this selfless game this whole time. I've been offering myself on a block this whole time. Let me make this decision for myself that I know people might understand, but I'm going to go ahead. And I did. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay and willing and accepting of, you know, what might, you know, what might come from it after. And I'm, I'm personally, truly at peace with that. Even the fact that you, you know, uh, that you're like, you have to, that you feel like you have to explain that situation. I feel like is just, it's unfortunate, right? Because I like, it's clear that like, Obviously you, because, and here's what happens too. Um, you know, some people didn't watch it live. Some people are like watching it right now. And so they're experiencing those like heights of emotions right now. Um, and unfortunately this is going to continue to happen for years as survivor mm-hmm. players talk about it all the time of like, uh, you know, like 20 years ago they played survivor and then they'll get a message like, I can't believe you did this to this person. And it's like, this is 20 years ago. It happened like, to me today, Taryn. Me? Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've had to give, you know, the nicest message. Because, I mean, some people really sound heartbroken. I really feel bad. Like, I feel so bad. Because they're like, they're really like, I mean, you can hear the hurt in their voice. You had me crying. Why could you? Why? We were rooting for you. I'm like, well, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I had to make the best decision for my game. But you did it. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, did that change your mindset at all? Like heading into the challenge, uh, going, coming through that experience, and then uh, e- experiencing the way that the fans react to the show, and sort of like uh, really like making you feel a little bit more like, hey, I, I need to always just do uh, what what's best for me. Um. Hmm. Going to the challenge, I. I guess I had healed enough from the game. I felt that's why I felt I could do the challenge. I, for me, it was more just, have I healed yet? You know, and I'm ready. Am I ready for this again? Because guess what? Like this is going to happen no matter what, like no matter what games they're going to be, there's going to be a number of people who don't like you for whatever reason or for whatever. So really more the challenge was just me. Like, can I, have I healed from that? And I'm, am I okay with what happened? What might happen? You know, if I do this again, um, but it wasn't really um, um, I, just having that knowledge and still living that to this day of, you know, differing opinions and perspectives of myself and things. I always, you always have it in the back of your head. There's a Twitter troll. I get Twitter trolls every single day, you know? So I already kind of am used to that. It was just, okay, am I ready to set myself up for this on an amplified level again? Aza, well, we have some uh, uh, some questions I uh, wanted to uh, bring up for cool. you. And uh, and if you have questions for Aza, you can go ahead and post them in the chat. Uh, Stephanie wants to know, 
How was the Celebrity Big Brother finale? Any good stories from celebrities that attended? Ooh, Stephanie, have we met before? I feel uh, like I've met Stephanie in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. That's where she's from. Yeah. Oh, we've met. What's up, Stephanie? Okay, let me see. Do I have any stories from celebrities? Hmm. Okay. Dane. Hmm. She confirms it. Stephanie, hmm. yes. Yes, there there is some there were some interesting things that happened. Just uh there was there was an interesting thing that happened. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. Okay, dang, I don't like telling people tea. Okay, nothing happened. There was no like crazy stuff, you know, okay. but there was a particular um celebrity house guest that took a particular interest in a BB house guest. Okay. But nothing happened. Nothing but nothing happened. Okay. All oh right. God, oh. Blind tea. item. Oh, a blind so item from Aza. Okay. <laughs> Celebrity oh BB house guest took an interest in a uh, regular BB house guest. Seem to take seem to take an interest. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Crossing little, the spinoff lines, if you would say. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, somebody will be working on a graph pretty soon. <laughs> okay. Um, Josh Green also. If Big Brother insists of a week one twist, how can they fix it to make it not as annoying and ruining uh, the game? First off, uh, Aza, do you have any thoughts on the backstage boss? I think it's just too complicated and confusing for middle America and myself to just grasp on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want, I just, for, for a general casual watching the game, I just kind of want, I think teams is cool. But otherwise just show me big brother, you know, this, all these, I, I, I personally just am not really into twists, you know, uh, I kind of like, I like just a rolling, I like a rolling game, but I, from talking with you now, I feel like teams, the teams, you know, work, you know, and I see how that can be helpful for, to avoid situations like what happened with Taylor before. A couple of weeks, a um, couple of weeks, maybe for the teams. Yeah, a couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, with the twist, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it still is a, a big, you know, if, okay, if Taylor wins it, Taylor goes against Paloma, Taylor wins it and, and is able to figure out some things. I mean, that'd be the great, that'd be a great scenario. But is Taylor still going to be able to have the, the backing that she needs, you know, or some people who, you know, who like maybe people who don't care about the money or, or care about the game as much to be, you know, to be able to kind of be, to have a team. She needs people. She needs some numbers, you know? So I don't know. I don't want to say that it's mm-hmm. throw the whole season away, but I don't know. Maybe we got to. Can I, I say know. that? I, I kind of hope that it's not like the, that situation where, okay, so Taylor gets evicted and then Paloma ends up like in some sort of like a competition and then Taylor beats Paloma because I kind of feel like that then at the end of the week, it's sort of like, were you not entertained? Like, uh, I almost feel like that the l- wrong takeaway comes from this week of like, sense. well, Paloma got what she deserved. So I guess it all worked out. Uh, like, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that it's sort of like masks what went wrong for this week. Yeah, I agree. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't, I truly don't know. I don't know if a twist is going to save anything. I, ugh. I don't know. I have to say, yeah. Tara, what do you think of that? Do you think, do you feel like that sort of like production, like, like gets the wrong takeaway? Like if, if it works out where Paloma ends up uh, getting evicted uh, by way of Taylor beating her in a competition. I mean, we're talking, are we talking about the same production that uh, took the takeaway from big brother 16, that the battle of the box was a fan favorite twist. (laughs) I like, I don't think we can control what they take away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg wants to know 
Aza, will you be throwing more watch parties in the future? Oh, hey, Greg. I met you in New York. Um, I definitely plan to. Um, I, what I love about these watch parties is I'm able to kill so many birds in one stone. I meet alumni I never met before. I create experience for the fans. And then you guys all get to try my food and my recipes because I always collaborate with the restaurants to come up with a special menu, including recipes that I've made in the house. So um, I did uh, for I definitely plan to do it for the premieres and the finales. Um, but I'm planning a middle season one in Chicago upcoming up soon. So I definitely continue to plan to do these watch parties. I have so much fun throwing them. Um, I have so much fun meeting everyone. And uh, no, I don't plan to stop. I'll continue to do that. Okay. Mr. Roybot says, Aza's restaurant when? Oh, man. I would love... That's something on the line that uh, down the line I would love to have. Um, I've been look, exploring a lot of different uh, culinary endeavors. Um, one being uh, like a food, a food business that I can put in grocery stores. Um, but um, what I... From throwing these watch parties, that made me realize how much I... You know, I did have a previous background in hospitality before going into tech. And it made me realize how much I love the hospitality industry. Um, so I would love to for a restaurant. However, I need capital. So if you're trying to invest, oh. hit me up. Now, have you talked to Paloma? Okay. Uh, she <laughs> is in looking to invest in some businesses, Aza. Yes. She cracks the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Did you I message need, Xavier by any chance and say like, hey, you know, about this Paloma idea, of, you, know, you know, if the alliance I, uh, gets to the end, right? I, you know, I'm, I'm due to. I definitely think uh, Xavier might owe me a couple things. So yeah, you know what? You need to invest in my business, Xavier. I'm gonna hit him up after this. Thank it's you. It's not that. technically against the rules. It's, Paloma checked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, she, she's. I'm not gonna mention her. I'm gonna. I can mention her negative, but. Man, she would have been a kooky, fun character to watch this season if I like if you know, like she she's otherwise so fun. I just I love those mess the messy characters. They crack me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Aza, I didn't know that about the recipes that you make at the um watch parties. Uh I thought yeah. that's that's really interesting. I had no idea about that. Yep. Yeah. So um the the, the I call them house chop. I came up with a digital cookbook earlier this year called House Chop. And um, chops comes from, uh, chops is a pigeon term in a lot of West African countries, it means food. And then house, I kind of wanted, you know, the big brother house, I thought about that. So that's how I have that. But yes, at my parties, um, we serve the jollof rice, we serve puff puff. Those are both, I personally think that those two dishes are what secured me at least final six. Um, Nobody wanted to get rid of me because of the food I made. And those are two recipes that everyone absolutely raved and loved. And I always have those at my party for people to be able to try themselves so they can understand how I did not win one comp, but managed to not get on the block and stay till final three. (laughs) Well done. Taryn, any other questions for Aza today? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Here, Cupcakes uh, Are Nice wants to ask you, who from this season of the challenge you think would be fun to see in the Big Brother house? And and, and why don't you pick a person who is uh, not a Big Brother person? Okay. Oh, Cash. Cash. Okay. Cash. I have to say Cash and Single, but you got to put them in separately. Um, But um, Cash is such a fun personality. And very quickly, day one, I saw... Her social game is great. Like she's able to light up a room. She's so funny. She's able to make those connections. I would have loved to see. I think she would have. I told her that 
on the challenge. I think she would have thrived in the Big Brother house, and I would love to see her. And then for Cinco, um, I don't think we've seen any type of Cinco. Yes, we've had Black men on the show, but I don't think we've had a Cinco on the show. And um, I would love to see how that would play in the Big Brother house, too. Um, he's um, very strong um, physical-wise. Um, he is quite attractive that the women just love him. And um, he also still has this kind of laid back, low reserve thing that kind of would be able to, you know, even though if people might see him as a threat, they're still afraid to kind of come against him and could be that silent killer that just gets to the end. So those are two people I think that would be really fun to watch in the house. Yeah. Aza, how nervous were you going into the elimination uh, on the challenge this past week? I was very nervous. Um, so uh, something a little bit different for me than the other cats, but I got the call for the challenge back in October and I said no, cause I hadn't healed from the show and I got calls again throughout that time, but I was still like, no, 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 no. And then I had my watch party in February, big D apologized, apologized to my family. And I just got over it. And I was like, okay, I think I'm healed. And I got called again in February. And I said, yeah, seven days before I got on that show. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't work out. I didn't, you know, didn't prepare at all. And I, not gonna lie, I came in initially just for the check. And then like, when I kind of got thrown into elimination, I was like, no, you can't go out like this. I was like, no, uh, you know? So I was definitely very scared, but um, appropriately ready. I felt that Kylan was, I knew Kylan had prepared. um, And I did not want to not just let myself down, but let someone like that down who had been really, really, you know, this had been a goal for him for quite some time. And um, I really wanted to bring it, even if I wasn't able to be as physical as I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to bring it in any way possible and use, you know, that mental in me to, to aim for that win. Yep. But I was nervous. <laughs> I, I was nervous for you uh, when we watched the episode because I, I was watching it and then I knew you were having the watch party. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Did Aza like, uh, did she know that she was going out on the first challenge and so had a watch party? So everybody would watch Big Brother the night of the challenge and and, and miss yeah. that. And then I was I was relieved when you made it through. Thank you. Thank you. They did tell us in the house that the premiere was July 6th. And I knew Big Brother always airs on the first Wednesday. Yeah. So I, I was very cognizant when I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure it's this time. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, Aza, where can people uh, keep up with you? As if anybody listening isn't already keeping up with you. Well, um, thank you. Um, on Instagram, I'm Wonderful World of Oz, Wonderful World of AZ. Um, and then on Twitter and on um, TikTok, I'm Aza underscore Awasam. Okay. A-W-A-S-U-M. Okay. Um, Aza, thank you for spending some time uh, with us. Really appreciate you coming on and talking about everything that's going on uh, in your world and this uh, you know, uh, very... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know the right adjectives to describe the Big Brother house, but uh, it's something. Yes, it's. I will say that it's something. But I had so much fun with you guys. This is yeah. so much fun. Please Thank come back. Yeah, yeah we'd love to. We'd, we'd love to do more, especially uh, you know, as uh, we could talk uh, more about the challenge uh, as the yeah. season goes along. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully, uh, better better things to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really. I mean, we got three months of this. I really hope we. I'm hoping some type of turnaround this season. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be optimistic. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taryn, I feel like I've spent the last couple of hours with you. I just got done watching uh, today's uh, live feed update uh, with Mari Forth. Uh, what's coming up for you, Taryn? 
Uh, well, of course, uh, later tonight, the Wednesday night episode of Big Brother 24, I'll be live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Darren Armstrong, watching uh, along with uh, anyone that wants to join. Um, and then, uh, of course, tomorrow morning, live feed update and uh, our first eviction tomorrow night. So yep. uh, check out the Twitch, uh, check out the YouTube channel. I'm dropping some Among Us videos and uh, yeah. Of course, uh, make sure you're subscribed uh, to our podcast feed to catch everything we're doing uh, for Big Brother 24. Uh, Go to robinswebsite.com slash BB24. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.